Welcome to the Branding Blueprint Podcast, where we give you the tools you need to build an unforgettable brand and walk through the chaos of building a business in real time as it happens here at Craftsman Creative. Today, I'll be talking with Dylan Carriger, who's our cinematographer here at Craftsman Creative. We're going to talk about not just production, not just editing, but also pre-production and planning and how that might actually be the secret sauce for a successful video. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Sean Sitters again, the CEO and founder of Craftsman Creative, and I'm joined by Dylan Carriger, who's our cinematographer here at Craftsman. A lot of our clients know him because they see him out in the field all the time, but also if you haven't met him, he's just a, a really great guy. Dylan, how's it going? Oh, it's pretty good, Sean. Thanks okay. for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. You know, it just was such a hard, hard choice. You know, whenever yeah. we're talking about video, it's like, well... I need one person to run the mic whenever yeah. we're doing it, but and then I need one person to talk on the mic. And so Bruce is here producing yeah. for us. And Welcome, Bruce. As uh, welcome, well. Bruce. Hey, Bruce. And here you are in the hot seat. Are you ready for this? Or? I hope I am. <laughs> well, I know that when we were thinking about, you know, what would make sense as kind of that first podcast for us to kind of start talking about video, the the topic that rose to the to the top for us was pre-production. And I think that for the last two years, we've been working together extensively on building out our production department here at Craftsman, and we're moving kind of into the the next phase of that department here. But really where I think we've done the best job in fine-tuning our process has been on pre-production in particular. And what I mean by that for anybody who's not necessarily familiar with production is planning for all aspects of a video shoot. That includes everything from a schedule to a shot list to what are your objectives with the video at the end of the day? What is the color treatment going to look like? What do we need to make sure that we check off in terms of the props and what talent do we need present? And all these different questions a lot of times can kind of be decided last minute. And we try to really get ahead of that so that we can make sure that whenever we get on set, we're executing on a predefined vision. And I think that that's made us a lot more successful with our videos. Would you agree with that? Or I absolutely agree. I think we have learned more and more that it's such a vital step into that video project. It's it's the foundation for which you make a successful shoot on. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. And you did a really great job early on of kind of rolling with the punches of us not having pre-production plans all the time, just kind of showing up and saying, well, there's a story somewhere here. <laughs> yeah. But we've kind of pivoted into defining that and asking a lot of questions of our clients before we head into a shoot. Mm -hmm. And of course, I know that this is something that there's a lot of people who prioritize this, but I have found that it's one thing that we do really well because we have another side of our business where we have the brand services and outsource marketing and more strategic and design-centered services. We've developed a process on that side of the business that's allowed for us to be really excellent at pre-production on the production side of our business. Mm. So Dylan, for anybody who doesn't know what pre-production is, can you give us a short description? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, pre-production is the point where you are, you are locked in on a project. You know the basics of it and you know what you're about to go into. But everything from that point all the way up to the point where you're hitting record on the first shot of the first day of production is pre-production, everything that kind of falls into that planning and making sure everything's going to go smooth. So like 75% of production is pre-production. I mean, essentially, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that happens on production day and post-production for sure, but pre-production is an insanely important part. Usually I'm involved in the initial part of that and then it kind of, we start to collaborate a little bit more, but 
what would you say are kind of the initial steps of pre-production that we really need to prioritize? Yeah, well, I think one of the first like vital steps is just nailing down budget with you with between the company and the client. So making sure you have what you need and understanding from there what you can afford at that point. I think from there, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a mix and match game, but it's kind of like choosing what you can and can't do. So for example, like hiring actors, if you're doing actors, like make sure you hire the right talent, location scouts, hiring a crew, making sure that the crew you hired is is definitely the people that you want to kind of stick with on that project. For example, if you have the budget, like hire an art department, because that's insanely important and and just other things like that. A lot of times I'll be going through and coming up with like a storyboard after we have location scouted and know where we're going to shoot. I'll come up with a storyboard and kind of lighting diagrams for the gaffers and the grips so they can understand from that point, like what they need to be setting up for each shot. Just going along, like uh, planning out a schedule for the day when you get closer to that point. All of these are like really saves you time. And I mean, I mean, time, essentially, it saves you a lot of time in while you're running that day because... There will be plenty of things that go wrong on the day of the shoot. There will. There's nothing to escape that. But you can also plan the best you can for what you have and then go from there. Totally true. I would say for anybody who's wondering, there's probably some terminology even that Dylan Dylan was talking about that you're like, so what is a grip and a gaff exactly? (laughs) For any business owner out there, there are a a number of different roles uh, that people can play on production set. Um, There are people who specialize just in lighting. There are people who specialize just in making sure that the image that you're producing with your camera is as beautiful as possible. There's people who just focus on giving actors and actresses direction on set. And there's specific terminology for the dozens of different roles that, that, and, and there's really kind of a method to who needs to be on which set. Right. So if you're just starting out with video, I think that probably the, the main thing that I would mention to you is, is uh, make sure you have the right people there. And it doesn't always have to be a lot of people. Actually, a lot of the sets that we're on, you know, it may appear to a lot of people that we're a production company. And so a lot of times we broadcast the sets that are a little bit larger just because more resources have been poured into them. But the reality is, is that a lot of the times we're actually running two to four people crews, usually about three on average, just making sure that we're remaining as scrappy as possible so that we can properly serve our target client the best, but also making sure that we have the right people represented. Like tomorrow, we have a shoot. Dylan will be there. Our in-house production assistant and photographer, Sarah, will be there. And then Ashley, our brand coordinator, will be there. And then we hired one talent. And that's not an abnormal shoot for us. And so even though you might feel like it's this huge hurdle to get over to where you need to have 10 people there to produce your video project, the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes some of the best work is produced with smaller crews. So, but it is still important to make sure you have the right people there if you are running a smart, a smaller crew. And that's where I feel like a partner like Craftsman, or there's honestly so many great partners that we work with in DFW and beyond. That's where having those people in in the situation can really make a difference as opposed to trying to bring on your nephew who happened to shoot a couple of videos when he was in college. <laughs> Just to kind of like hop on to piggyback on that, Sean, I mean, even if it's even if it is a small project, like let's say you're listening to this and you're just a person who's had a passion film project that you wanted to film forever. And you have four people, even if it is your, did you say nephew that you brought on set? <laughs> even if it is that. It's like, always a nephew. Yeah, it's always a nephew or something. <laughs> 
even if it is that like pre-production is so insanely important and it like still a step that you want to go through to make sure that day goes smooth because you're there are so many things that you're fighting the day of like time you're fighting lighting you're fighting daylight there are terrible hours of the day that you can film like noon to however long depending on the season especially in the summertime especially in the summertime (laughs) but it's i just want to make sure that like people understand that even if it's a small project even if it's just you going out and filming some stuff like pre-production isn't a a very vital step so yeah i agree with that the the i guess to break down kind of like the initial the three initial steps that you should think about in regards to pre-production if you are going to try to tackle a video project either on your own or with a smaller crew or maybe with a little bit of like a less experienced team, here are the things I would consider. Make sure you have the right people in place like we already talked about. Make sure that you have really excellent communication from the very beginning. I think over-communication is, is kind of the name of the game when it comes to pre-production. Putting things in writing. We use a, a software called Milanote here at Craftsman and that functions as our pre-production software essentially where we put together a a really large almost virtual whiteboard of sorts that organizes all components of a production and that's really our main communication tool mind you we're operating in bigger capacities a lot of times and so that might be a little unnecessary for you if you're just starting out but if you are looking to kind of take things to the next level that communication piece is so incredibly important and then the third thing is i think just making really smart initial financial decisions you know video can cost a million dollars and it can cost ten dollars and there's a lot of room in between for optimizing each particular type of project so identify what are you trying to accomplish and then decide from the very beginning what is my budget going to be based off of what i think i'm going to be able to generate from a revenue standpoint after i release this video and I think that that can really help to safeguard you against overexpenditure and also make sure that you're spending in the right places. Because when you have a limited budget, you are forced to spend in specific areas. But if you kind of go into it and you're like, I'm, I really want to prioritize this project, but I don't necessarily know exactly how much of a budget I have to work with, that can be hard to execute against. And therefore, you end up making some decisions last minute that either put you over budget or make you less effective with the end result. Mm. So those are some things to, to kind of keep in mind as you start with pre-production. What are, you know, once we've kind of gotten through those initial phases, Dylan, which we do, you know, often, I think we have like a dozen open, you know, pre-production things ongoing, like as we speak right now. Yeah. Once we get, there's, but there's different phases, right? There's like that initial phase where you kind of define what we just talked about. What the project is. Yeah, yeah, you define what the project is, what the budget is, who are the people, that's kind of thing. Then let's talk about, and I think you kind of hinted at this, that second stage, which is almost kind of like defining the concept further and kind of getting a little bit more granular about how are we actually going to make this happen. A lot of times mm-hmm. you almost have to make the impossible possible yeah, right. <laughs> in certain instances. Talk to me a little bit about what that looks like on at least our side. Yeah, I think this is kind of a little more where I, as the director of photography, kind of step in. Um, So after finding out what the project is and kind of like around the area of where we're filming or where we can film and finding out what time limits we have, I think one of the big things is like after you have that initial step of finding out what the actual project is, like kind of going through storyboarding, throwing down some concepts, making sure you understand what that what that looks like. It helps that you're also really good at illustration, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean... (laughs) I, I can doodle with the best of them. Mm-hmm. Storyboarding is insanely important. And from that point, once you figure out like what you want the shots to look like, going through and location scouting and finding out like where that is. And sometimes it 
sometimes you'll have a storyboard and you'll start out that way and then you'll location scout and then you'll re-storyboard because you're like, this was the initial concept, but now that I've found where we're filming, it's going to have to look a little different. Just lighting and, and other obstacles that are in the way. A lot of times if you have the time and you have the budget, like take your gaffer and one of your, your key grip with you out on the location scout because that's they need to understand like what the lighting looks like and what they need to have set up. But again, that's not always a luxury you can have is taking the, the gaffer and grip out with you. Sometimes like as you're going through, you'll find that a certain location needs like filming permits and you need to do that well in advance. We've run into that a few times. Yeah, we have run into that a few times. Kind of hard not to. Yeah, it, there's nothing worse than getting to like a week before and finding out you need to have a permit for that location. It's it's pretty rough. I mean, from that, it's I mean, there's a lot of things you can do in pre-production from that point. But I think just understanding like each location, what its obstacles hold, kind of making sure you have a rough schedule for that day that you definitely need to stick to. Like trying to get as detailed of a schedule as possible is really important for that. And I'm sure as you are hearing Dylan talk, you can probably decipher that there's a lot that goes into each video production that what we do. And also, honestly, if you're going to take on a video production yourself, you'll probably end up spending at least twice as much as what you originally thought, if not more. I see that time and time again. Somebody will say, well, we tried to have this one employee who happens to own a camera try it, and it just didn't necessarily turn out like the way we wanted to, or it took, you know, eight months <laughs> to actually end up in the right place. And that's where I think having a really defined system in place where you where you are working with a team who has defined that time and time again and they have had practice the way we talk about our team here is kind of like we're a professional sports team or you know a professional theater where we're a team of people who practice our craft often and therefore are really really good at that specific thing and video production is definitely one of those things for us and we have kind of defined what our process looks like. We actually have a 20-step pre-production plan that we follow internally. It's called our Craftsman Storyboard is the way that we refer to it internally. And that makes such a big difference because it gives us really defined touch points for a client. It also gives us a clear time in the process for us to do the location scout that you're talking about. It does it, it just gives us a framework to work within and also tells us like we know we can get deliver this video within this amount of time because we've done it so many times. And that I think has been probably like the most transformational element of our pre-production, you know, process, if you will. Yep. So. OK, so now we've kind of moved to the middle part of the process where we're kind of, you know, defining the concept and getting everything done and preparation for the shoot. But then. Now the week of the shoot approaches and like I'm looking at you across the table and I know you have three shoots this week and so we're doing this all the time. We actually, I, I think just right before this, literally had a pre-production final final meeting in preparation for this. Yes, we did. Yeah. For tomorrow. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, what are those final things to really make sure that they're dialed in, that you're communicating actively like we talked about? What are those final kind of tying the bow on the package, if you will? Yeah, so there are a few things that kind of go in that. and But basically the overarching element is kind of like double check all your work. Double check everything. Make sure your batteries are charged, obviously. Reach out to crew beforehand and make sure they're still kind of locked in for that date. 
check weather because weather is just so crazy sometimes. Like you're always battling weather. And we had a shoot not too long ago that we were hoping to be a bright sunny day and it's overcast and we're worried about rain and we're, I mean, we just had to kind of roll with the punches, but that's, that's such a vital thing. Reach out to talent, reach out to locations and just make sure you can still get into those locations. Another example is we had a location that we were locked in for at a certain table inside a restaurant. And we got in and that table was full, even though they said they would kind of reserve it for us. So we had to, you know, kind of change lanes on that and go to a different table. So have a backup plan for your backup plan, Mm -hmm, basically. Whenever you're dealing with, and I think that this is a common misconception of like video production as just a trade and as an industry is that I think a lot of people think of it as kind of like office work a lot because Mm -hmm. of the editing component of things. I think of video production more so as kind of like, blue collar, like boots on the ground, hard work, like you sh- you go home at night and you're sore kind of work. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I bring that up is to say that usually if you were to go on a construction site, there's a lot of prep that's gone into that. Mm-hmm. There's been permitting, there's been, you know, a designer involved, an architect involved, a general contractor involved. Video production is actually really similar to construction. You're creating a story from nothing and there's a lot that needs to go into that and you better believe it that those people on a really important construction site have double checked their work that they've dotted their i's and crossed their t's and they have looked at those plans over and over and over again well we take the same approach with video production and for anybody producing video you can get yourself in a whole heap of trouble if you don't you know, look out for those issues ahead of time and kind of make sure that you're being diligent. And even those things that you don't necessarily think about at first, like making sure everybody has water on set. Like that's so crazy important because there's a lot of sweat, sweat and more sweat that goes into this. Is now a good time to talk about that time you almost passed out? No, (laughs) probably not. (laughs) Just making sure that like you have food, you have water, everybody is well hydrated, everybody is like getting along and making sure that, you know, everything as much as you can, just try to make sure everything's going to go smooth that day. Yeah, especially when it comes to a business. And for any business that is trying to prioritize video, I think that the planning of pre-production, really what starts that process is having a need or ha- or having a business objective that you're trying to achieve and deciding that video is the right thing to, or the right tool to use to be able to achieve that objective. But I think what gets lost a lot of times, there's kind of two pitfalls that I see happen a lot is that the original idea for a project or the the original impetus for that project gets lost a lot of the times whenever you get two, three, four months down the line and you've produced it and you're in post-production and you're editing the spot and all of a sudden now all you're paying attention to is how beautiful it is. Well, I think that that original strategy needs to carry through the entire entire thing. What started pre-production should be the thing that actually is the final check mark, if you will, in post-production. Yeah. And then the second thing that I see happen a lot is that people don't necessarily think about implementation. Like, what is the plan for using the video once you actually have it? It's one thing to say, we have a great story as a brand that we need to tell that can connect with our target audience. That's, that, that's a great insight. But then just making a video is not enough. You have to make a great video, which is hard enough on its own, by the way. 
and then actually come up with a plan for implementing that video in really thoughtful ways. For example, if you create a two or three minute brand film, how are you going to actually roll that out on social? Well, these days you need to chop that up into 15 second clips and point towards the larger video on your website or drive somebody to a place to where you can actually capture them as a customer. Not just simply post it once and hope for the best. Frankly, that wouldn't be worth your investment. You need to actually come up with an implementation plan. And I think it's important to have a production partner who has that other component, who's more strategic, that can actually help you do both of those things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't know if this is a weird example that matches up with what you're saying, but like, mm -hmm. According to the original plan, I could Michael Bay a film set all day, create some explosions. I have never created an explosion on set, just so we're clear. But Thank I could for telling me do that. a bunch. Yeah, you're welcome. I could do a bunch of crazy stuff and and make that happen, and it might look really pretty. But does an explosion, does a Michael Bay explosion, help me achieve the goal that I was trying to achieve with this restaurant that we're making this film for? No, probably not. Yeah. So. so glad you recognize that. So the next time you pitch an explosion to me, we'll yeah. just go ahead and toss that to the side. For all those explosions that <laughs> yeah. I normally pitch to you, yeah. <laughs> Not to disqualify any client who actually wants to do a, a film with an explosion, because I'm more than happy to hear as to why you think that that makes sense. But I totally understand and agree with what you're saying, which is, you know, rein it in and make sure that whatever you're doing actually aligns with the business objective. Not to say that crazy things sometimes are actually pretty helpful in capturing attention or communicating, you know, the dire need for a specific product or or whatever it might be. There's actually a couple of projects that I won't dive into the specifics on right now where there's utilization of animals and how how are we going to go about that process and there's, you know, you know, specific locations that aren't necessarily your typical <laughs> filming location yeah. that we have to explore and those have been properly vetted against whether or not you know, they align with the objective that the client came to us with at the beginning. So the point being, rein in your concept, of course, to make sure that it aligns with your original objective. And then going back to the implementation idea, make it a step in your pre-production process to define how that video is going to be used, because that integrates into everything. For example, if you're going to be releasing this on social and you need it in a vertical format, you should not be just producing a horizontally oriented film because cropping that vertically can be challenging for, you know, Instagram or TikTok or whatever it might be. And you should know in advance before you show up on set whether or not it's going to have to be cropped as such. Absolutely. I know we've, you know, <laughs> you've had a couple of conversations with me about that before you're like, <laughs> wish I would have known that. Let's and make video horizontal again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell Instagram. But that's the type of stuff that gets lost a lot. I yeah. mean, I see that with 75% of projects. It's more of like a, hey, I have this need. Awesome. How are you going to use the video? I don't know. I need your help. Okay. That's, that's an excellent question to ask at the very outset of a project is how is this thing going to be used? Because at the end of the day, it should be a tool. And I'd rather make a multi-tool than make a singular pocket knife, if you will. I know you wow, will. Wow, what, 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 a, what a thing to say. That was great. <laughs> and, and just to jump on that point, like all that, all that pre-production that you're doing in the beginning, like that carries through to posts. Like Bruce can attest to this, but we use, a, we use an app called Milano and like having everything kind of on one place, making sure like you'd see the PDF for the storyboards, you see the inspiration that you've gotten and making sure the editor kind of understands all that, like that leaks into that department. And so Bruce can just jump onto one place, sometimes two, sometimes three, it depends, and just kind of make sure he understands the 
understands the idea and understands what aspect ratio this is going to be and understands like if this is going to be a slow motion shot or anything like that. Just making sure that that carries through from pre-production to post-production where Bruce gets the footage and he's starting to cut that thing together. Yeah. Well, this has been a really fun conversation. I know that there's a lot of people that I've talked to that have said, you know, we see you doing so much video and your video production department is so active. You know, when are you going to talk about that on the podcast? And I'm really glad that we were able to kick that off today with a conversation about the most, probably the most important element of production in terms of what can set it apart. And that is pre-production and planning and making sure that you have a robust idea of what is this shoot going to look like and what are we trying to accomplish at the end of the day. For anybody who gets to interact with Dylan and his team on set, you're welcome. And we're really looking forward to you know seeing how our production team develops over time and what that can mean for businesses all across the country. I'm really excited to see your continued impact, Dylan, and thanks for being a part of the team. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, everybody, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you want to follow along, we'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. And also check out our work on our website, craftsmancreative.com, or follow us on Instagram, craftsman.creative. We'll talk to you guys soon.